and I need you now. No other, go ahead, get loud. Like thunder, the storm's coming down. You're my lighthouse, you save my soul. Magenta sky in the morning, less gentle by noon means the white caps will surely kick the heel of the moon and the stars that lie covering the place that got me home. And I need you now. feeling i don't know about you but i really i needed a track like that today this morning is it still morning it's 12 15 not really today i needed a track like that today just to soothe my soul a little bit um yeah just man uh well welcome anyway on this sunday northwest fest sunday uh, I'm not at the Northwest Fest. Didn't go yesterday. I wasn't super impressed by the the lineup. I know that it's hard times. They could only get WA bands uh, over here. COVID, the whole COVID thing. Um, so I'm not shitting on anyone. Just for me personally, wasn't impressed really with the lineup. I would like San Cisco. They're pretty cool and a bunch of good tracks. Uh, but it wasn't just you know the the state that we're in at the moment, trying to save and just get assessments done. Um, and yeah, getting prepped up for a camera trip next weekend, we just couldn't really, uh, couldn't really go. Um, and there's going to be a few of those missing out moments uh, in the future for us, and we just got to get used to it. <laughs> it's hard to miss out on shit, but you got to, if when you got plans, you got to miss out on stuff, eh? So we're not at the Northwest Fest. Uh, and as I said, we, we got to get some gear sorted today. We're going camping next weekend. So, maiden voyage. Let me just mess with my volume here a little bit. Oh, that's what's going on. My master volume's down. How about that? Now, is that better? 
Hey, hey, hey. So um, next weekend we're going camping. It'll be the maiden voyage for the old, for Frankie, the old 1978 or 79, no one really knows, Franklin caravan that we got. So I'm looking forward to that. This afternoon, we're just going to throw a few essential camping essentials in the van, make the bed up, put our chairs and stuff in here, uh, make sure I've got everything I need so I'm not scampering around. Next Thursday, Arvo, on Friday, and really should just be able to just load up the fridges with food and um, one or two beverages, just one or two, and throw them, throw some some clothes in and, and get going. So yeah, it'd be good to get her away for a first trip. We have... We've had to choose – well, we haven't actually decided where we're going yet, but we've had to limit it to powered powered sites only at the moment because, you know, we're running no batteries whatsoever. Uh, so we're kind of thinking either 80-mile beach or Pardue. And I think really we'd like to go to 80-mile. It's this nice, uh, beautiful beach, drive right down, right down on the beach, fish for some salmon, all that sort of stuff. But there's a couple of things that make Pardue kind of – uh, a little more uh, alluring in some ways just because, one, we can take the dogs there with us, which is a big tick on in my box, and we can have fires. I, I think you can have fires, and, and you can't have fires at 80 mile, which is just – I don't know why they do that. It's like, yeah, it's on the beach. There's no – there's no <laughs> – Nothing's burning down, but um, yeah, no fires at 80 mile, so we'll, we'll see. I think we probably will end up going to 80 mile, though, just, yeah, like I said, those nice beaches, fishing off the beach. Um, we'll see. I'm really, I don't really care. I just want to get away. Uh, I want to get away for for the weekend, so that's that's where we're at with that one, and um, yeah, as I said, we need powered sites. We're on full 240 volt power at the moment, no battery system whatsoever. I will take my little... Um, battery box for my for my uh, angle fridge or my king's fridge, so we can have a bit of a bit of um, power down the beach with us when we go. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of I was chatting to a mate the other day, and he 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 had a good suggestion that we were thinking about with the camera trailer, and never ended up going down that track. But maybe get a little a uh, little generator, a little 3.5 kVA generator, so I can run everything on that. I can run all my lights, obviously fridge, probably yeah aircon as well if I need to. That's not a bad idea, and then we can go to other some other places like Croydon and Cleaverville and um, some other good spots without having to worry about powered sites. Because yeah, we generally try and avoid caravan parks and places that have just just powered sites set up as much as we can. So yeah, that's a good option. That's something to consider. Uh, and this weekend, uh, like I said, we're we're going to go get powered sites anyway. So, but hopefully, we don't have to run the aircon. I'm in the the van right now, my little van studio. I do have the aircon on, but it wasn't too bad when I came in here. If I wasn't just sitting in here with all the doors closed for like an hour, um, I probably wouldn't need the the, the aircon on today. And hopefully, the nights stay cool by next weekend. I think last night was pretty cool. You want to be able to crack the windows open and, and get that breeze come through off the off the ocean, so we should be good, I reckon. But yeah, we'll be powered side anyway. If we've got to crack the aircon on, so be it. Now, um, I do, yeah, I need a weekend away. Just just get the van out for one, get the kids out. Um, camping season's you know fast getting away from us, and we haven't been out once this year other things on the plate but yeah i need to get away and i know we've got a camping trip uh, sort of loosely booked through our uh social club at work as well so that'll be a good one to go away with just the swags and i still got a, a boys trip probably in the next two or three weeks to go with a mate of mine his boys and any other dads who are 
fucking want to come out um, for a couple of nights, but definitely take the boys out and just swag it for one or two nights, which would be pretty awesome. It's so much easier just going away with the boys. Um, yeah, a few beers, some meat, swags, uh, and you're pretty good. Females complicate things in general. They make life so much more colourful. Don't get me wrong, uh, but they complicate it at the same time. That's just the that's just the way that game plays out. But yeah, that'll be good to get away. Uh, and like, oh, I'm feeling a bit. I know by the end of this week, I'm going to be feeling a bit uh, thrashed out as well because, not, like, I'm training training pretty hard at the moment, which is is good. But I'm also the last week and during this week as well, just short staffed at work with a fair bit going on. Um, people leaving and you know who haven't quite reshuffled and remanned up to fill those spots and stuff yet. So I'm back on the tools a little bit. Um, you know, it's, I can't be full ball on the tools because I'm still, you know, supervising, but back on the tools a bit. So my body, like, it's funny how you just, you think you're fit, you go to the gym and you're healthy and all that and active and all that kind of shit. But like work fitness is, is just a different thing because it's a constant, um, you know, you, you switched on mentally, uh, you're physically working as well. And, um, I don't know, it's not like it's a real physical tasks that I'm, that I've been undertaking, but just working on the tools, it's something about it. It, it, it just drains you a little bit. So I'm feeling a bit beat up by the end of the weeks. Um, and again, I got a good three days of, of on the tool work this week. So I'll be ready to get away Friday Arvo for sure. Early one Friday Arvo and get away. And my body, I'm feeling a bit like an old man at the moment. I'm feeling like fully every bit of 38, which I'm I'm like not even a month away from. What is it today? The 22nd. So I'm like three weeks away from being 38. I've been claiming 38 all year anyway. I think once I got over 30, I just started, oh yeah, I'm that age now. So I hit 31 and then like... By the, by the time Christmas rolls around and it's the next year, I'm like, oh, I'm 32 now, whatever. It's it's coming. I'm going <laughs> to, yeah, I don't know. Some people try and drag it back every every day that they can and say, I'm not 32 yet. And I'm whatever, man. I'm 38. I'm every bit of 38. Feeling like it as well. I'm thinking I, I even might need to start doing some uh, yoga again because I've been hammering the, the body lately this, this whole year, really, some pretty heavy workouts and shit and – Oh man, the neck, my elbows, shoulders, now my back of my leg, my mobility's like just disappearing. So I think that might be the next sort of little regime I hit. I like to do little self-imposed um, you know, workout regimes that I go on for a certain period of time and try and hit some goals and because you, you know, work towards something. Not always, sometimes I'm just going in there and going through the motions and trying to stay... Uh, in the damn gym, but yeah, when I'm when I'm on point, I'm trying to have little um little little goals that I'm reaching and hitting and doing different kinds of training to keep it interesting. I think the next one's going to be um, lean up a little bit again and and um just might get my flexibility back, man. It's, it's you know it's probably harder to get back and more more important as you get older. So we're chasing that one soon. I tell you, man, like I'm not waking up too sore. I guess it's not like because it's not my back. Or anything like that. Um, I've had, yeah, it's a strange one. I've been, I've had, like, I've gone gone through times in life when my shoulders have been really bad, or if I hurt my back or whatever. That you wake up in the morning and you sort of can't move for like five, ten minutes. You got to stretch it out on the side of the bed, get up slowly, get a bit of heat into the body, and it's definitely bad for that when you're down in Perth and it's cold. 
it's sort of not like that. It's more just a general all day um, soreness <laughs> through a bunch of different little like spots. Like I said, I got the tennis elbow going in one elbow. My shoulders sore as well. Um, I got buggered shoulders. Even anybody that, that doesn't know, I've got like basically detachable shoulders. Uh, even though I haven't popped one out for since I've had. Um, kids so that's at least seven years probably eight years I haven't popped a shoulder out for but between the age of 17 and 30 um, I did my right shoulder like 25 times my left shoulder about 20 times um, did it playing sport a couple of times at first had to go to the hospital and fully get them like cut your shirt off with the scissors and lay you down and pop your shoulder back in and it takes ages your shoulder's out for heaps of time which is stretching ligaments and just doing more damage and um yeah and i and i soon learned that the the most of the, do- well, the doctors that i dealt with nearly every time didn't really know what they were doing it wasn't like there was some set protocol and they'd done this a hundred times before they were kind of winging it um and then i popped it out when i was drunk one time at a pub because I popped it out doing stupid shit when I'm when drunk multiple times, getting in fights and doing st- even just play fighting with friends, which I did this time, just wrestling around with a couple of the boys on the piss like a you know young twenty year old man does, full of full of booze and testosterone, uh, wrestling around and popped my shoulder out. I think it was the first time I'd done my left shoulder. And um, I'd been to the hospital a couple of times already, like three times already to get my shoulder done. And I knew that it took ages um, and that they just kind of winged it. And I knew the the technique they used to pull it in. My, my shoulders dislocate sort of forward towards my chest, not backwards. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of had a, had an idea. And because I was full of you know Dutch courage, I thought, I'll, I'll, I'll pop this back in myself. So got the boys to give me a bit of space. Lent over forwards, sort of like standing on my feet, my one arm sort of as if you're resting on your hand, on your knees, catching your breath, that sort of position, but not resting on your knees, just my arm hanging towards the floor. Took a few big breaths. Calm the heart rate down. And then just grabbed on my wrist and just slowly pulled it. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, making my arm longer, 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 till pop. Got past that point it needed to get to, to pop back in the socket, and it was like the best feeling. It, like, uh, yeah, you hear people saying life sometimes better than sex. It was one of those things that was damn near um, better than sex. It was, it was so satisfying just going back in. I was like, my goodness, yeah, that's over. And the instant relief, like your shoulder's sore and it throbs and you can't do much with it for the rest of the night. And, you know, depending how far down the, the, the shoulder injury track you are, a couple of weeks to a couple of days, you're out of action. But it's not like excruciating because when it's out, everything you do hurts. Breathing hurts because it moves it. And, like uh, walking hurts, just looking the other way. Everything pulls on a muscle that pulls on that area that pulls the shoulder that's not where it's supposed to be. And it just hurts, man. It's like a kind of a sick, sickening kind of feeling. So boom, get it back in and just have a dull throbbing pain. I was like, oh, God, I can throw a few beers on top of that and get rid of that in no drama, no, in no time. And I did that. And from that point on, I never went back to a hospital for my shoulder, so I just popped it back in. It was like nearly, nearly like a party trick. You know, get drunk, do something stupid, pop a shoulder. Hey, watch out, give me some space. Everyone's like, oh, he's going to pop the shoulder. And have a bit of a crowd standing around watching and pop it back in. Um, the only time I ever had trouble with it was on my Bucks do. 
we went up to, to Lancelin for, for a, a weekend or just a night maybe, just an overnighter. So I went up on like the, the Saturday or whatever in a bus, 21-seater bus, towing a couple of quad bikes behind us and a mate of mine took his boat up as well and we, we set up in the dunes for the day and under a couple of gazebos, had the the had the, the boat going, running people on the sea biscuit and shit, had the quads going, fang around through the dunes, a couple of boys in their full drives, my brother was there in his, in his, in his 200 series, um, fanging around, doing a bit of damage in the dunes, we had some good some good footage of that that went up on YouTube back in the day, actually, but haven't been able to find it ever since. Um, yeah, we had some good some good footage of the day, and basically, before I ramble on and lose the point of the story, I went out behind the back of the the boat on the biscuit, and kind of was we were going along and under full tension, and then he let off the throttle a little bit and took off again, and the line slackened, and as it pulled off, as it took off, took on uh, slack again, it, it pulled my shoulder out of its socket. Can't remember which one it was. Pop my shoulder out of the socket, and I fall off the biscuit, and I'm floating around in the water with one arm disconnected, like a bobbing around like a useless piece of meat. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, wasn't too freaked out by it at this point, and especially after a few uh, lolly waters. So put the old hand up, ah, uh, yeah, come help me out. Boys fanged around, and getting back into the boat was a, a mission on its own. I couldn't do anything. I give them one arm and pull myself up a little bit, and the other one was just hanging there limp, and they had to grab me, trying not to, ah, my shoulder, trying not to grab my shoulder and sort of skull drag me up over the over the edge of the boat into the onto the deck, and then got me as close to shore as we could and bailed me back out into the water. And I think I tried to pop it in a couple of times in the boat and couldn't get it in. Dropped me back out in the water close to the shore and I just laid on my back and nursed my shoulder on my chest and swum backwards, backstroke sort of style back to the shore and went in and uh, my shoulders popped out I can't get it in had a few more cracks on the shore and just I think I was just so pumped up on adrenaline and you know there was all heaps of boys around and we'd been drinking all day and I just couldn't relax enough to get this damn thing to pop back in so I was like oh I'm gonna need some help with this um um my best mate Eli put his hand up straight away said I'll do it and I said you get away from me you little prick you're not touching me. I know what he's like. He does not have any fucking sympathy for me whatsoever. He, I've got another story about him, which I can prove to you that in a minute, but I'll stay on track. So I said, you get away from me, you little prick. Um, who are going to help me? Another mate for, I was working with, Jim, um, he he uh, he put his hand up and he's a trustworthy sort of dude. I'd worked with him for a long time. So, you know, you work with people, you form those those trusting bonds I was like alright dude what I want you to do is sit down on the floor across from me put your foot on my chest grab my shoulder and just pull pull just like not yank just slow constant pressure foot on my chest pushing me away and pulling me towards you with the, uh, with my busted shoulder until it pops in so we sat there and the crowd of like 20 dudes standing around watching this go on and, and he's got his foot on my chest and he's pulling, pulling, pulling. It's like sickening pain. I'm like, yeah, keep going, keep going. He's like, you sure, you sure? Keep going, mate, keep going, keep going. And then it gets to a certain point. He's like, oh man, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I said, keep going. And then pop, oh, boom, and it went. And all the boys are like, oh, because this big ripple of like sort of flesh and muscle that goes ribbling up your shoulder when it pops back in. Um, so that was pretty hectic. But besides that, I've never had a drama popping it in. Um, always been able to pop it in myself. So I've got detachable shoulders, so I'm used to having shoulder shoulder pain. And just before I lose the thought, um, in the vein of Northwest Fest, uh, uh, um, to prove my point that Eli is is a heartless little prick that doesn't care about my suffering, the the first Northwest Fest we ever had, so 2012 or 13, whatever that was. Um, 
went out and got just cooked and went to this thing blind drunk and and just was not looking after myself you know I was not a father at this point in time and still was uh still known to have a few wild nights and wild moments in me um went out to the northwest fest got myself into a situation where I was just I've always been pretty good at going out and having fun but staying in control so I can look after myself and friends and those around me and shit. But this is just an occasion where that the pilot the pilot wasn't there. I was on autopilot just having a rad time but really wasn't in a position to look after myself. Not that I was sloppy falling around the place, just didn't have social uh, awareness of situations, I suppose. And some dude was dancing with my mate's missus, really sleezing onto her. Um, so I kind of walked up And if you're watching the the YouTube component of this It'll be making a little bit more sense But I walked up and kind of slipped my arm in between him and her With my back to him and started dancing with her To kind of just diffuse the situation in my mind Dancing around with, with her instead And he shoved me from behind And the last thing I remember in my mind is thinking I'm going to turn around I was, in a, I was having a rad time I wasn't there for a fight I was going to turn around, arms open and go, hey, dude, there's plenty of girls here. And as I've turned around in my mind thinking this is a good plan, he's just gone, socked me as I'm turning around, arms open, mouth open, about to speak, not expecting it, boom, socked me right in the eye socket, man. The dude hit me like clean, real good. Boom, socked me in the eye socket and then I didn't get knocked out or fall over, but it was like out on my feet. I just remember seeing like white and just like, boom. And then I sort of come to, oh, my vision cleared and I'm like, whoa. I look over in the crowd and my mate, whose missus that was, big Maddie, big fella, I should have just let him deal with the situation from the beginning. But anyway, trying to be a hero. See him running off through the crowd, like punching this dude and this dude's ducking, covering his head and running off through a crowd. And I've gone, oh, no, Maddie's in trouble. He's in a fight. Run after him. What's going on? What's going on? He's turned around as I got to him. He goes, it's all right, Davo. It's all right. I got him. I got him. I said, what happened? Who'd you get? What? What? You got who? And he goes, I got the dude. And I said, what dude? What happened, man? And he goes, the dude that punched you. I'm like, what? What do you mean? He goes, you just got smacked in the face, man. I'm like, and then I could start feeling my face going. And just pumping with blood. My eyes starting to close over and I touch it. I'm like, oh, oh, no shit. Whoa, what happened? He's like, oh, you know, some dude. He got in between him and my missus. He was trying to sleaze on to her, and then he, 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 he King hit you as he turned around and ran off into the crowd. So I chased after him. So the dude King hit me and then just ran off, which is probably for the best because I was out on my feet anyway. But dog move, uh, you know, it's a dog move, really. But anyway, I I blame myself for this situation. You know, like I said, not in control of my surroundings and yada yada yada. My faculties, should I say? And then, yeah, man, it ruined my night. I, I didn't know who he was, what he looked like. Uh, I spent the next half an hour walking around trying to find this dude, but, again, I didn't really know what he looked like. Um, then um, I started feeling like he was watching me, and I'm paranoid. I'm thinking, there's a dude standing around watching me, laughing at me with his mates when my eyes all closed and swelling up. Hilltop hoods would just come on. Like, it had Kingswood, Regurgitator, Cat Empire, Hilltop hoods headlining. Like, I love all these bands. And it ruined it, man. I had to go home in the middle of Hilltop hoods set. I just couldn't do it anymore. I was just paranoid and not having a rad time whatsoever. So I walked myself home. 
woke up in the morning with just a massive swollen face, eyes clo- eye closed and shit like that. Walk out to the living room, just hating life, feeling sorry for myself. And Eli's staying at my house because he'd flown up here from Perth for the for the festival for the weekend. I walk out and he just points at me and goes, ha, 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 you got smacked in the face. And I was like, what? I was so angry. I was like, you little motherfucker. I was like, yeah, I did, man. <laughs> it wasn't my – well, it wasn't my fault. So, but I did, yeah, but, you know, thanks for pointing at me and laughing, you prick. And it turns out a week later I was still swollen, still couldn't chew and, sw- and bite through any – you know, chew my food or anything like that properly. Swelling wasn't going down very much. Um, could feel some real shonky, wonky feeling hard thing in my eye socket area. Saying to my missus, I'm pretty sure I've got a broken jaw or something, you know, and her being a nurse, heartless as well, going, you don't have a broken jaw. You'd know about if you had a broken jaw. And I'm going, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Pretty sure got a broken jaw. Uh, Been in fights before, had my face punched Plenty of times before, um, and I'm pretty sure this is a broken jaw. Oh, well, if you think it's broken, go to the doctor's end. This is the this is the sympathy from my loving wife. Um, so this is nurses in general. I think they're like whatever. Seen it all before. Go get it sorted out. So I booked in a doctor's appointment. I'd been at work like for three or four days. Went to a doctor's appointment. Told the dude, oh, something's going on. I think I got something broken. There's a big hard lump in my eye socket area here. Um, he feels it, goes, well, that could be anything. And I'm like, it could be anything. Uh, I mean, it wasn't there last week, a big hard chunk of what feels like bone, and then I got punched in the face and then now it's there. So probably not like anything. It's probably something like a bone. He goes, well, you can get some x-rays in. We'll send you to the hospital and get x-rays. Like I'm a hassle. Like, okay, sorry, dude, I'll go get some x-rays. Went and got x-rays the next day. Um, Emma scoped in on the um, the results, you know, through the X-ray dudes and the doctor there. And then I get a phone call at work. Oh, you've got to come down to the hospital uh, immediately. They're going to put you on a flight straight down to Perth. You got some some um, multiple breaks and fractures and a broken orbital. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to finish work and then I'm going to come down to the hospital. No, no, you have to leave and come there right now. I was like, oh, right up. So I went home, got changed, went down to the hospital and they flew me down to Perth and, yeah, I had fractured jaw, broken cheekbone, broken orbital, fractured nose. I got – and that's what the bone in my eye was, like the lump in my eye. My orbital bone was fractured and, like, wasn't a circle anymore. It was like a chunk of the bone sticking in towards the eye, like cavity. Um, so they had to realign that. I got two titanium plates uh, screwed into my cheek that are still there. They went in through my lip, through between my teeth and my lip, and in through the bottom of my eyelid, made two incisions and went in with their tools and the, put some gear in there and screwed a couple of screws into the bone and um, and then sent me on my merry way. So, yeah, thanks, Eli. He didn't give a damn about me, and I was all busted up, man. Uh, feeling sorry for myself for a while after that one. Also, made some life decision, uh, some life changes uh, about not being a knob and um, looking after yourself better and not getting yourself into situations where you dislocate your shoulders when you're drink, drinking or you some dude punches you in the face. So um, it, was a, it was a positive thing in the end, really. And like I said, I blame myself. I don't blame some random dude 
who I have no control over his life or what he does with his life. It's it's up to me not to get myself in those situations. So it was a good eye opener. Oh, eye opener. Pardon the pun. Couldn't open the fucking eye for a fuck two weeks. It was a good eye opener. In the end, um, got a story to tell out of it, uh, and I had a black eye for like three months or something and my face because there was nerve damage I couldn't feel the left side of my face from my eye down the cheek to my lip for like oh, I think a good six weeks you know when you've been to the dentist and there's like residual uh, um, whatever they use lidocaine or whatever residual um, numbing agent in your lip and it's sort of like such a weird feeling like the stubble on my Lip, I could feel myself rubbing it, but couldn't feel the sensation on my lip, and I couldn't. I kept biting my cheek on that side of my mouth and shit because it was had no feeling in it. It was fucked, but it all came back. The more good. I do have some weird sensations in that side of my face from time to time, but aside from that, I'm pretty good. So that, my friends, is what you call a massive rabbit hole. All I had written on my notes was uh, body is feeling like an old man's. Um, and then there we go, 20 minutes later or whatever it was, and uh, my life story, um, and then this, and we're, here we are on the other side of it. But I feel good because, as I said, when I first came into this podcast, I was feeling a little, um, uh, what's the word, overwhelmed, I think. I've been, I've been trying to make some, do some practical planning for, for this whole trip around Oz idea. Um, and there's so many moving parts, man. So, you know, it's bloody stressing me out a little bit. So I got, um, oh, I'm just going to skip over what I had written out. I don't need to, I don't need to read that shit out. Um, but, but there is just, there's, there's, there's a bunch of moving parts going on at the moment. Um, and, you know, trying to find balance with everything can be hard. Uh, I think two weeks in a row now I've done stuff assessment work for my diploma and a podcast so that's winning but you know when I'm doing that it means that work around the house like yard work and stuff like that at my house is is suffering because you just can't do it all man and and you know mowing the lawn and blowing up the leaves and 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 fixing some retic the dog's fucked during the week and I've got some other retic needs work on it and um just general work around the yard keeping things tidy it's suffering a little bit at the moment which stresses me out but I can't juggle all all the balls at once and to be honest my my motivation for the house and the yard and everything here has waned a little bit as as my my concentration and focus has shifted over really towards the logistics of of traveling around Australia with a family um is a while off yet, and I'm not going to put a date or a timeline on it. I've got a date date in my head that I'm going to keep to myself for now, but it's a while off. But there's a lot to get in in order in that time, a lot to put in place in that time. Um, yeah, it's taken up a lot of hard drive thinking about it, planning for it, and all the different parts of it, trying to rope everything in. And there's just so many variables, man. So from, um, excuse me, while I have a quick drink of water. Um, it from the builders reg. I want to get my builders registration sorted before we go, which means finishing all my assessments, which I've got a lot to do yet. Um, yeah, and you need fifty thousand in the bank to go for your ticket for for your registration as well. So when I'm trying to organise the canopy for the Ute 
and getting that all rigged out, which is expensive as hell. Like I have to time it, so they want a deposit to get started, and there's a lead time, you know, several months lead time from when you put a deposit down to when it's ready. I can't blow my wad on deposits and canopies right now until I'm ready to to go for my builder's reg because I need the money in the bank. And then, you know, we've got to pay the loan on the car down 12 months in advance, um, as well as timing of getting the canopy and all the wiring sorted out. I've got to go drive down to Perth to get it done, so it has to work logistically for us as well, so I'm not driving down there twice. Um, you know, then there's the caravan itself to consider and, and get sorted and savings um, and the timing of the whole thing, our kids are getting older, Shady's seven now, Heidi's just turned five, you know, like we want to do this before it gets too late. So there's just so many bloody things to to consider, man. Um, yeah, and just crunching numbers and looking at that very logist- logistically, being a bean counter, which I'm not, but you have to be sometimes, it's just stressful looking at it and going, oh man, we need to make some massive changes and we've got a heap of work ahead of us. Um, there's a few variables that could come in to play that could help or, or hinder. Uh, I guess one of those would be, this is a weird little thing. This is just a pie in the sky idea, but it's worth following the thought down the rabbit hole for a second. Um, rabbit hole seems to be like term, term of the, one of the most popular terms on this, on this podcast, but, um, follow the, this down the rabbit hole, it, we are still open to the idea of a third child, right? Like, not trying for a kid, but open to the idea. But I'm getting older, Emma's getting older, we want to travel around the country for a year. When would be the perfect time to do that? If ever, there never is a perfect time, but when would be a good time to do that? Well, there's a possibility that's a two edged, double edged sword of what if we felt pregnant before we went on the trip? And M's could take maternity leave and we'd have an income, half an income, albeit, coming in as we were travelling. That'd take a little bit of pressure off how much money we needed in the bank and it would just be a nice injection of cash once a fortnight that we could dedicate to a certain part of the financial plan. Not You can't dedicate it to it now, but in the eventuation of, of a third child on maternity leave, that would be a little... A little um, yeah, that would definitely be a yeah what's the word I'm, I'm looking for it, it'd be a something to consider anyway an x factor that's the word so that that could be a possibility a possibility but then you know you're traveling around the country with a newborn baby and you know what they're like they just want stuff all the time cuddles change my nappy feed me I don't want to sleep, hold me, you're tired, you're tired and cranky all the time, I don't know what it would be like if you weren't working full, full time, but we're on the road driving trying to do shit, so I don't know, I don't know, it's a it's a scary kind of thought, but it also might just be one of those things that you just, if it happens, if, if it's um, meant to be and it happens, then you just bloody run with it, make it work, man, and the, again, the little bit of financial security during that time wouldn't go astray. So there's all that shit to consider. Uh, we've got to sit down and redo the budget, which is always just thrilling, just great fun, redoing your daily expenses budget over a fortnight period and then extrapolating that for a 12-month period. That's great fun because our Pilbara living um, habits have crept up on us as tends to, to happen when you live here. And I think that we are living far more expensively than we need to. In fact, I know we are because when we came here from Perth three years ago, it, our daily 
like our, our expenditure of fortnightly expenditure was half what it is now. So, you know, shit's got to change. We need to, we need to sort some shit out there. Um, look, I'm happy, again, if... I would work around the comp around the, as we go as we get around the country. Um, if it means if we need to, I'll actually be quite happy to. But again, it's not something you want to rely on as such. It wanted it to be more of an extra cash injection as you go around. You need to have all your ducks in a row and have a certain amount of money and a, some sort of plan in place before you get on the road. And that would just be to take a little bit of pressure off you. So there's so many things to think about, man. And and um, I just kind of need to start getting some of the pieces of the puzzle to, to click in together because I'm feeling a bit, uh, as I said, a bit overwhelmed um, at the moment. There's also like the YouTubing side of it. I want to run the YouTube channel when I go around. No one's watching any of my YouTube videos right now. So obviously I've got a shitload of work to do. I'm still just uploading off the iPhone. I've got the GoPro 9 sitting in there, the Hero 9. Um, and I've shied away from that because I haven't successfully figured out how to download my footage from the GoPro to the laptop in any sort of reasonable time frame um, and edit software. So I've got all that to learn. Um, I'm feeling like a real bit of a failure at, uh, at the moment. Like, I just, yeah, the podcast has been lagging. I haven't done anything with my GoPro and the YouTube channel. And uh, I don't know. I just, so many. All these, I've got these plans and all the threads are loose at the moment. I haven't wrapped any of the threads in to start pulling the damn thing together yet. Um, you know, and I also look at where we are in life. I'm 38 now, kids five and seven, and I think I haven't provided my kids with, with, with a, a lifestyle or a world where, the, where we're financially free um, to, to just, yeah, it's very much um, rat race type lifestyle at the moment which is not what I want for my for my kids which is the big reason I want to do this do the trip around the country give them another look at, at a different lifestyle where it's not all about living in a mining town and working big hours and over everything super serious all the time and uh, or living down in the city and being in that rat race just just fast pace it's all about outdoing the next person and um I just want to give them um yeah, I look into a different life, man, where we're free, financially free, free to do the things you actually want to do in life, chase after your goals and your dreams and, and you know, really that's what life should be about. But we get we just get tricked into this into these positions where we're then stuck by the things that we own that we thought we wanted and they end up owning us. I know that's a cliche, but very true. Um, the things you own own you, you know, and, and I feel a bit like a failure at the moment. So I don't know. I need to. I need to pull some of these, put some of these pieces of the puzzle together to start having some small wins, so I can start building momentum. I, I never shy away from a challenge. I, I thrive in situations where there's where it's challenging, um, and I really have to buckle down and get shit done. And there's and there's a, a, what seems like an insurmountable work work ahead of me. That's generally where I, I um, respond best. But at the moment, without any wins, without any of those threads tied up, it's it's a little bit overwhelming. And I'm, like I said, feeling like a bit of a failure um, at the moment. But in the end, what we will do is I've got a date in my mind. We'll get as many of the pieces of those puzzle wrapped up as we can. Um, we'll sort out as much money as we can, get ourselves a, a caravan. The missus floated the idea of taking old Frankie with us around the country. I mean, it's just, there's no toilet and shower in here, so... And I'm not keen on doing a big renovation on it. This thing can't go off-road anywhere, so not really an option. 
So some sort of off-road caravan, depending on what level we go at, it's going to depend on finances and then getting the money together. But it'll come to a point in time where I go, this we've done what we can do. We're at the point we're at and we're just going to go. We're just going to dive off the deep end and jump into it. So the stress over the next period of time, I'm not going to mention, as I said, uh, the stress over that next period of time is doing as much as I can practically to get ourselves in the best position to just launch off the off the springboard when the when the time comes because uh, when I get something in my mind and when the wife is with me which she is now um, we're we're a good team man we haven't worked as a team for a while over the last few years a lot of different stresses and things get in the way and um, you know life young kids working there's some things that can really throw a spanner in the works and we're both have eyes on the same goal for the first time in a long time so we can do a lot of good shit together when we work as a team and we're both you know we've got balls like we will do we'll jump off the deep end when the time comes so yeah i'm excited about it but stressed about trying to do as much as i can practically to be a responsible adult and um (laughs) look after my family in the meantime so that we are when we do jump off the deep end we've got some fucking some sort of means of floating (laughs) So we don't just sink. Yeah, so well, anyway, it's a bit overwhelming at the moment, which is why I needed the nice calming song that we came in with at the beginning, which was called Lighthouse. Never even said the name of this podcast at the beginning. But um, just something to calm me down a little bit, breathe, and um, try and exhale some of the stresses and bad feelings and inhale some good – I love a good emotional – Ballady type of track I'm a real sucker for that Not corny ones That's not a corny song But it's like a country rock Kind of ballad You know It's um, pretty cool Pretty cool tune Look I hope I haven't Bored you with the specifics Of my Yeah Of the whole Finances Caravan Camping Canopy Planning Blah 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 But this is just what is My head is full of Right now It's just all of this shit, man. I'm, it's all I'm thinking about night and day, talking about emailing people, doing research online, trying to rake back a couple of thousand dollars here and there in the in the planning process wherever I can. And there's just so many things going on that it's all I, all it's all I can think of. So it was probably pretty good. I gave you a couple of those little stories about um, my body um, falling apart, and being destroyed, and um, broken in different ways because it kind of gave us a good 20 minute segue without talking about this shit that's just flooding my mind at the moment otherwise it would have been an entire podcast about it on that one of the things i do want to do is as we get this canopy sorted i probably do it with the, with the whole car in 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 general it's never been my thing but i notice something i'm really interested in at the moment is um good practical uh videos from just normal people users not 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 uh like professional car reviewers or 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 or, um, guys who do professional car shows and videos and stuff but just normal people doing reviews on vehicles um and the work that they're doing on them where they went practicality of it canopy walks walkthroughs been loving those they get thousands and thousands of views just normal people if they put up a good detailed canopy walkthrough explaining because it takes a lot of the guesswork out for people who are trying to plan this themselves i've known from experience watching some of these videos going oh man that answers so many of my questions um that you don't get from talking to the reps you don't get from looking on at photos and pictures online you, you see some normal dude walk through for a 20 minute video showing you the ins and outs what they did here why they did give you some general idea on pricing so looking to do that with the vehicle as well as one of my um, 
YouTube video series. So um, hopefully that can gain a little bit of momentum and pull a few people over to the channel um, because, yeah, I do need to get that bloody thing going. Uh, what what else, mate? There's not a lot else really to get off my mind. Um, as far as media goes, not a lot lately. I watched, we finished watching Dr. Death last week, which was a mini series on, on Stan about a true story about some doctor that bungled like 30 surgeries and killed like four, five, six people or something like that in the States. That was pretty good. Um, Pacey from Dawson's Creek is the guy in it. That was pretty good. And it also has um, Christian Slater and uh, – I can't, can't believe I can't remember his name. Super, super famous. Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin in it. It's a pretty good, pretty good um, show, that one. Um, I watched – those that wish me dead last night, an Angelina movie, which was it was all right. It was it was a, it was interesting, but just had like shitty bad guys who I didn't believe. Um, it was a bit anticlimactic at the end, uh, and some characters they built up who were cool characters, and they just kind of wasted them. Um, so, but it had, it had some good emotional scenes, some some good dialogue in it, some good action scenes and stuff like that. So I mean, it was worth a watch, but it was nothing to to rave on about or write home about. Um, Heels we started watching last week I think the next episode of that drops today or tomorrow Which is Stan as well About um, two brothers who are wrestlers um, One's the the face or the good guy One's the heel uh, And then yeah They sort of switch roles in it And um, yeah I'm only on one episode in at the moment But it's more about the drama Than it is about the um, the actual wrestling So it's pretty good That seems like a pretty good show Interesting um, and the startup, which we just, I think we're on episode, uh, season three now, and I just can't get back into it. We started watching that one first, two seasons were really good, and then it just dropped off, and it's just not exciting anymore. I don't really care about the storyline and the characters, they kind of diluted it too much. So I don't know if I'm going to fall back in on that one. We're trying because we did enjoy it, but yeah, it's not doing it for me anymore. What else? Uh, the mob down the road, I mentioned them last week that were running amok. Um, they're settled down a bit. Still, still a bunch of out of towners there, but they just seem like normal crew now. It's, I think it's more about when they have visitors, influx of visitors, uh, and then run amok for a few days. But it's definitely a bit of a different street at the moment. Um, I'm going to have to hang a door on my shed this afternoon because we're going away next weekend. And I'm so used to living in a neighbourhood where I can have a shed with an open door full of fucking things I don't want stolen. So <laughs> I'm going to have to hang a door on that before we go away next weekend. And a lot of dogs barking around the neighbourhood because activities. Um, going on It was pretty funny though During the week um, Came home I think it was after soccer training I came home And there was a fella About 20 years old With two young kids with him From this mob up the road He's walking down the street I didn't know what it was at first Because I was from behind him And then Emma told me what it was And he's walking down the street Holding a turtle Like what the hell And it's got this little What do you call them Fins Are they fins These Little fin things Flappers Whatever Flapping out the side I'm like what the what the hell is that? So I followed this fella down to the beach to see what he was doing with it. And um, he's walked down there and, and dropped it in the water and kicked some water over it and pushed it out a little bit. And then what, they watched it swim off. And I was speaking to a fella, um, Jeff, one of the other neighbours, who, who was chatting to them on their way down there. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. They grabbed it at, at, at low tide this morning. 
um, took it home for for the day and had like a pet turtle for the day and went and released it at high tide this afternoon. So it was pretty bloody random, pretty funny. Um, at least I didn't eat the fella. Um, but yeah, it is a bit hectic at the moment with shit going on in the street. My yard's so open. I've got this like chain link, mesh, chain link mesh fence around like three sides of the property, big open yard. Everyone can walk past and look in at all my shit. And yeah, it's a bit... Uh, I wish I did. Do wish I had a nice 1800 high fence going around the outside, at least on t- you know, sort of one and a half sides of the property. But it is what it is. Dogs are good for that. But um, yeah, this it's quieting down a lot lately. I feel bad for the people that live right down there. We got this Mosley mob, um, uh, com- like chat group that we're all on, and we all chat to each other about events coming up and barbecues and what's happening in the street. And there's been a lot of information about this crew down the street running a market. And the people who live next to them and across the road from them and all that, I feel really bad for because we can hear it like ten doors down where I am. So there's some lady, single lady and a, a single mum and her daughter live there and they couldn't sleep at night and all this, you know, you know what the fellas are like when they get on the piss and start running a mark and they're screaming at the top of their lungs, sound like someone getting murdered and like, well, that's next door to you and you're in little fibre houses and shit, it's, it's going to be pretty rough, man. And I know that, again, people over in South are a lot more used to it than we are, but got a quiet little neighbourhood around here. We, we fucking, you know, used to this shit. I haven't had any trouble since we moved up back up from from Perth where I was having trouble on like a monthly basis but been so quiet here lately it's a bit of a shame to have some riffraff in the neighbourhood at the moment but um, anyway seems like they have quietened down a fair bit lately which is good anyway man I'm going to let you get out of here that's like going to be about 50 minutes by the time I finish wrapping it up um, I really appreciate your time and, and listening uh, um, yeah thanks for listening man I'm I will ask again uh, to for anyone who's listening and has enjoyed this to share it on your Facebook or social media platform, please. Um, you know, tag tag people in the my post or or send them along to my Instagram page. Just recommend it for people to come across. Instagram page likes at the moment would be fantastic if I can build those numbers up. Um, then when I'm talking to people trying to get other people interested in coming on the podcast and, and what I'm doing, um, you know, having a decent following on, on Instagram helps a lot and there's just not enough people there at the moment. Uh, and then, so if you can send people over to like the, the average man, uh, average man Instagram page, that'd be a great start. If you're on YouTube much, just, you know, you can subscribe to my channel. That'd be great. Again, like, just just subscribe to it. It doesn't fucking cost you anything. You just click subscribe, Average Man Podcast um, YouTube channel and start building up some numbers there. And I just, um, you know, um, there's a whole if you build it, they will come mentality, which is sure true. That's great. But when you come, when talking about online, there's so much content out there that sometimes a little bit of a push um, at the beginning can go a long way. So if you can start getting some numbers built up and then other people start saying, oh, what's this one that people are talking about and subscribing to on this page? It's got a decent amount of followers and they start, you know, um, yeah, start building those numbers up. So I would appreciate you helping me get the word out, word of mouth, like, share, subscribe, all that sort of shit. Um, yeah, it would mean a lot to me. Anyway, that is enough. For, see how uncomfortable I get trying to promote myself? I just kind of breeze through it like that. <laughs> but it's important for me to do to build the brand up. So please do that. That's uh, it's it for the day anyway. I am going to go. It's, it's, mate, it's fucking one o'clock. I'm going to have a beer. 
going to have a beer, I'm going to hang a door on my shed and then start getting some shit sorted in this van for next weekend. Um, been great spending time with you. Uh, and yeah, again, there is a video um, component to this on YouTube now if you want to go watch that. And um, yeah, I'll chat to you all, maybe not next week, so I'll be camping, we'll see how we go. I might do a, a midweeker because I've got a guest who wanted to do something on a, on a weeknight, so we'll see how that plans out. Episode 102, Lighthouse, Average Man Podcast, over and out. Peace.